Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. It is Friday, Friday, and we are here with you, and we shall be also tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. I want to remind you of that as much as we can. Indeed, it is James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly here. It is Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour, and we have a lot of news to rush through this afternoon. If you'd like to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. And let's get busy. Uh, abortion laws worldwide is something we, if we have time, we're going to look at. The United States is not the only place that is having a dispute over abortion. The Roe versus Wade protesters, those would be the leftists, have now taken to mailing coat hangers, mailing coat, coat hangers to the Supreme Court. Bit childish, if you ask me, but that's what they're doing. Now, of course, the coat hangers are symbolic that if these women that want abortions can't get them, that they'll go in back alleys and take a coat hanger to themselves, and that's how they will succeed in eliminating the quote-unquote threat to their existence. And that is such an antiquated theory or a theorem because there have been medical advances since the 1960s where now all women have to do that want an abortion is take a pill. Biff, boom, bang, done. And of course, that is also going to be one of the areas that some of the legislation surrounding Roe v. Wade looks at. Well, what happens if? What happens if? or when this decision comes out. And if it is true that you know you know that there's going to be a black market, let's just get right to it. You know, even if the pills aren't legal, there's going to be a black market for abortifacient pills, and that's going to be that. So, I mean, this business about court, coat hangers, it's nonsense. Okay. This weekend, we're expecting protest that members of the Supreme Court, associate justices, the six that are reported to be in favor of overturning Roe v. Wade, the administration, the Biden administration, according to Jen Psaki, could care less if protesters go to the homes of Supreme Court justices and protest there. It's un- it's, this is truly a spectacle that we have not seen before. And apparently Democrats don't care what the incitements are, whether people are being incited to violence or whatever. They're being open about it. They don't care. Meanwhile, there is a version of a bill to counter if Roe versus Wade is overturned. It is the WHPA, which is the Women's Health Protection Act, health, really, which would effectively make abortion a statutory right. But the Democrats putting it together had to go in and do some scrubbing. You see, they had to scrub language 
that refer to transgender and non-binary people's pregnancies. So in other words, in order to make the bill more palatable toward middle America, they took out what they really wanted to say was that transgender men and non-binary people get pregnant too. In other words, men get pregnant. That idea they had to scrub it away. Where's your convictions? This is what they push on society, except now when they want to get this bill, another abortion bill, the nationwide abortion bill passed, they scrub the language. Hmm, some commitment. By the way, there are some New York stories coming up. I'm gonna usually I do those at the top, but we're gonna hold some of them till a, a little bit. And of course, today's Friday, which means thankfully we can hear from our very own Princess of Policy, Diana Me. There is a fresh dilemma for CNN, apparently. The new White House press secretary is in bed with a reporter, literally. This is AmericanWireNews.com. The White House's announcement Thursday that outgoing press secretary Jen Psaki will be replaced by the current deputy press secretary, Karine Jean Perry, has reignited concerns over both the incoming secretary's marriage to a CNN journalist, in quotes, and her allegedly anti-Semitic views. Jean Perry is married to Suzanne Malvo, a so-called journalist who serves as CNN's national correspondent covering national and international news and cultural events, according to her network biography. The two, Jean-Pierre and Malvo, met in 2012 and later adopted a child together. And so there are worries now that this is a conflict of interest. The new press secretary in bed, literally, at night with, uh, or day or whatever, morning, noon, and night for all we know, with a CNN reporter. And, uh, yeah. Mm hmm. Planned Parenthood. Article in Fox today. I'm not going to have enough time to get to it. I'm going to save it, maybe get to it one day. They're silent on how they've worked to examine their founder, Margaret Sanger's past. No, they have been called out any number of times about Margaret Sanger, and they because Margaret Sanger is a eugenicist. She was a Nazi before the Nazis. She believed in racial superiority. The reason Planned Parenthood came into existence was to get rid of the black people and others who she deemed inferior. That's how Planned Parenthood was born. It was strictly you born on the idea of doing what Hitler did, except then... The victims weren't Jews. There were supposed to be black people and mentally ill people and everyone else that she deemed unworthy to live. That's how Planned Parenthood was born. Well, Planned Parenthood last year said, you know what, we can't hide from this anymore. They used to deny it. Now they're saying we're going to examine this and we're going to figure out a way to come public with what we find and make, make good. They haven't. It's been over a year. They haven't said a word about it. Fox did a story on that today. I'll hold that until tomorrow. A, I'm going to do one of the New York stories now. Police looking for a thief who stole an electric wheelchair from a 95-year-old man. This happened earlier this week on the Upper West Side. 
They have the person on a surveillance video. It was on Western Avenue in the 200 block of Western Avenue. Police are asking for help tracking down. So if any of you see a, a wheelchair, electronic, an electric wheelchair, and you know that the person wheeling it isn't in need of a wheelchair, or you find something suspicious, please step up to the plate. I would like to think that there's a special place in hell for somebody that would steal a wheelchair from a 95-year-old person. And that special place in hell would include them standing up on one leg in the fire for as long as possible. I mean, really? You're going to steal a wheelchair from a 95-year-old man? There are other stories today, of course, pertaining to this abortion debate. But there are also some COVID stories. I have been inundated with uh, one of my dear friends is a researcher as well as being in the medical profession. And I accuse her sometimes of wearing a tinfoil hat because, well, because of some of the things and articles that she sends me. But one of the things that she has sent me are some articles about this Johnson & Johnson COVID story that's in the news right now. The FDA has now limited the use of Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccines due to risk of life-threatening blood clots. This comes a year after they lifted the pause. They had, stayed, they had paused it when some reports started coming out, and then they lifted the pause. Now, <clears throat> yours truly took the J&J. This is the vaccine that I took. And so... How comforting it is to now learn from our very trusted FDA, the people in the government that said, hey, all this is safe. Come on. We're your government. Would we lie to you? No, 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 no. It's all, Don't listen to those kooks out there who are saying that we haven't tested this stuff. We've tested it. Come on, put this in your body. How long is it going to last? In body? I don't worry about how long it's going to last in your body. We're the government. Would we lie? Well, the bastards lied. They told everybody this was safe. Guess what? It's not. What else are we going to learn? You know, there are a lot of questions swirling around Pfizer. I'm not talking about it yet because I'm getting both sides. There are liberal publications that are saying, These right-wing conservative kooks are at it again. They're lying about Pfizer. They're saying Pfizer killed people, blah, 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 because Pfizer did a document dump a week ago. And then there are these other people saying, that's these idiot conservatives. They don't even know how to read properly. They're taking everything out of context. Of course, Pfizer didn't do that. Pfizer would never do it. Remember, these are the same people that told us Johnson & Johnson was cool, too. So I'm not trying to be a fear monger. I do not know, and I'm still trying to read and read and read and read before I make any sort of conclusion about the Pfizer vaccine. But I will say this. We were duped because we were told that this government had thoroughly checked all this stuff that it was okay for pregnant women to do this, it's okay for people to take this, take that, take this. And now here comes the FDA saying, oh, you know that Johnson & Johnson uh, 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 jab we told you to take? 
Yeah, you know, I, uh, we uh, forgot to tell you that uh, you could get some uh, blood clots from it. The blood clots might kill you from this thing, but yeah, your government. When we get back, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to kick off the rest of our Friday afternoon Boast and Early's Rush Hour with Princess Di. Don't you go away. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Bo Snerdly. On 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snerdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush. 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 EWF Earth, Wind, and Fire brings us back. Let's groove. On WABC Talk Radio 77. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. Welcome, Your Majesty. (laughs) How are you this afternoon? I'm so happy to hear your voice, Sir James. It's so great to hear the music yet again. Yes. Your Majesty, what the hell is going on with these vaccines? I took this freaking Johnson & Johnson. Okay, they told me that it was safe. They said, don't, <laughs> no, they, you're laughing. They said, don't worry about it. Come on, would we lie to you? We're your government. We, we, this, don't forget. They also said, don't forget. It was Donald Trump that got us in motion with the operation. If you can't trust the Democrats, you can't trust Fauci, at least trust us because, you know, this is Operation Warp Speed. We're all good. Yes. And and did you not have a scintilla of suspicion when all of social, social media shut down all discussion of this and there was only one permitted opinion that this was the most wonderful thing. Everybody needed to take the shots. Everybody needed to love the shots. And anyone who called it a clot shot was basically <laughs> kicked off social media. And all of the news, you know, in the last week or so, you could not say in print or anywhere else on social media until now it's okay to say, but you were forbidden from being in polite society. You were in fact, the mob would set upon people who would be fired and let go. And so didn't this give you pause that maybe you weren't getting the full story, James? Well, I've always wondered whether, here's what I've wondered. I've wondered if, because there were no, look, we know this for a fact. There were no long-term studies done because there could be right. no long studies done. If you come well, with this thing, we came up with it in a few months. The guys at Merdona made a few billion, but, you know, it happened all so quickly. So yes. I was concerned that there were no long-term studies, but right. they said it was safe. Yes. Well, why would you believe the government who has been lying to us about every? Little thing and big thing for years, and we are now aware of that. We saw what the intelligence agencies did during the Trump administration, and every single we saw the politicization of every single government agency. So it should have maybe given you pause. 
That's all I'm saying. They said and I'm it happy was now safe. we're allowed to be we are allowed to be skeptical, which is the stance we should all take, and we are allowed to basically question the narrative because that is how you advance science and knowledge by debating and by uh, testing the hypothesis and by researching further. Can you imagine a single scientist right now actually investigating any of this honestly? Because they would be drummed out of their own field. So, so the idea that there was research, there was only one conclusion possible, as there is with, with climate science. There's only one uh, conclusion where the money goes. There's only one conclusion that the government allows. So we're in kind of a Soviet mindset of having to suss out actual information by what they won't let us say. And that is always a clue. What aren't we allowed to say? Because that's where we should investigate. Pregnant women are safe. Pregnant women don't have to worry. Black people, you guys really need to take this because you're most at risk. Yeah. And here's your vaccine. And don't worry. It's, it's safe. Chilling. It's, it's just safe. horrifying to think about how they're doing this, because those are the things that the anecdotal reports, which are also then taken off social media and all video platforming, where people are just confessing their own experiences. You're not allowed to even say, I had a negative experience or a reaction on any kind of platform because then you are going against the narrative and you get a little warning slapped on by social media. This is, you know, not true. This is disinformation. And now we have an official government board of disinformation who I would imagine a large percentage of that new agency's job is going to be patrolling uh, public health information. Well, okay, so there's a story in Newsweek today about the Pfizer stuff, and I'm not going to go through all of it. I just want to tell you, I just want to go through one paragraph that absolutely floored me because uh, because this this Pfizer thing is trending all over social media. You're not seeing it reported right. much in mainstream press. And when they are reporting it, they're saying, "Oh, these conservatives are out here lying. These right wingers." So they so here's this quote from Irish cancer researcher Dr. David Robert Grimes. He tweeted out, <laughs> "Why is Pfizer trending?" Short version, because a bunch of conspiratorial half-wits with all the scientific statistical acumen of a particularly inept hamster hamster. are at it yet again (laughs) incapable of understanding what passive reporting is, basic fractions. And so he's just (laughs) going off on these conspiratorial half-wits. That are out here making and clown shoes. Don't forget he used the, the insult clown shoes. Now, he did not give any information. He did not give any debating points. And interestingly enough, in this Newsweek uh, article, which purports to basically slam the misinformation on this FISA uh, documents uh, release, says this. While the report discussed adverse reactions to the vaccine in a 90-day period, and the figures are genuine that were reported about 1,200 deaths, the pharmaceutical company has said the documents do not link the vaccine as being responsible for the people's death. So that is the only nub of information in the article the rest of it is name calling they're basically saying they are the 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 data was accurate this was released but you cannot but Pfizer says 
you cannot connect the deaths necessarily to the vaccine. They're not saying that you can't connect them at all, just not necessarily. It could have been other things. It could have been, we don't know. They go into, you know, looking at their shoes and kicking the dirt and, oh, it's possible. We just don't know. So how dare you actually take the figure that we put out of 1,223 deaths as meaning 1,223 deaths. Diana, let me just ask you this. Okay, so we have, <clears throat> we don't know the result of these uh, blood clots that now Johnson & Johnson vax may have caused or has caused in some cases. Even though Pfizer says there's no causation that's been proved, they are citing that over 1,200 people have had fatal experiences after taking their jab. Right. Now, again, causation not proved, but... 1,200 people are dead after taking the jab. Right. There are the nursing home stories that came out of New Jersey, that came out of New York, where we still don't know the exact numbers of people that were killed in nursing home because of policy by government officials. Would it be fair to say that we've had a million deaths from COVID? Would it be fair to say that part of this, part of this death count represents whether it's a small genocide or a large one, from false information that was given to the American public and bad policy from elected officials? Yes, I would say false information and bad policy are now becoming more and more obvious. Whether or not you're going to eventually conclude that there was a quote-unquote genocide, I think that remains to be seen. However, James, James, I think it is wonderful that they can no longer keep this information and this data under wraps. They have done it through absolute coercion, the government getting together with the social media platforms. And now it is it is squirting out from every every time they're trying to pull the mallet down on the, you know, on the, the holes that are Swiss cheese of information that's coming through. Now it is impossible. And eventually, because this is the power of the truth, eventually the truth will out and it's starting to. And you can sense the panic on the other side, which is why they want to double down on control of social media. It's not going to work. All right, let's switch gears for a minute. I have one more thing to ask you about in the minute and a half that we have left. Pro-abortion radicals have now said that this Sunday they're going to start terrorizing church. Well, they don't say terrorize, but that's what they mean. They're going to start protesting at churches on Mother's Day, particularly the Catholic churches. And there's already been at least one Catholic church that has been vandalized with this business about stay out of my body or whatever it is that they they do. Um, Do you think that this has a potential to backfire on some of these radicals actually going to target churches on Mother's Day? Absolutely. Everything they're doing is backfiring. Have you noticed this? And they're doing this because... In their view, this they are fighting the real enemy. Remember that chick with the bald chick who, who, who tore up the photo? Yes, yeah, Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor, yes. yeah. 
And she said, fight the real enemy. And that is what the left actually believes, that it is Christianity and the Catholic Church in particular, which is the real enemy of what they want, their agenda, which is basically libertine living without any kind of moral rules. And so this is where they're going. They're going big picture. They're saying, you know, these are Catholic Supreme Court justices, and there are, I think, seven Catholic Supreme Court justices. And so these activists are blaming the Catholic Church and they want to go right to the root and fight it. And I say, I hope, I hope that this is something that becomes more and more visible. This is not going to fly with anybody. Diana, Princess Di, as always, such an amazing pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Look forward to having you tomorrow with the Saturday morning radio extravaganza. I can't wait, James. Thank you. Thank you, Your Majesty. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, it is Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. We're coming back more right after this. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley. Rush on Rush. 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. W. ABC Talk Radio 77. We haven't forgotten those of you on the phones. 800-848-9222. 800-848-WABC. We will get to as many phone calls as we can. But I'd like to just take off for a minute on something that uh, uh, Princess Di said. Uh, we were talking about the church and these abortion now protesters have decided they're going to target Catholic churches this weekend. And they've already vandalized some churches. And so to me, this is almost unfathomable that you would vandalize a church. Now, I have been thinking about this, and I don't know how how to quite say it all. But why are they so mad? I've been asking myself that. Okay, if it becomes more difficult to get an abortion, number one, it's not going to be impossible. Number two, there's going to be a thriving black market. You know that with these abortion pills. We know that because anytime you ban something that some people want, there's going to be a black market for it. But why are they so mad? They're so mad because ultimately, and underneath all of this, they are mad because ruling that you cannot take out your own child while it's in your womb means that you, the female, and let let me make it right up front. We're not talking about, I'm not talking about women that are the victim of crime, i.e. rape or violence or anything like that. I'm talking about women that have entered pregnancy through a consensual sexual relationship. Ultimately, what these leftists are mad about is because you are taking away their past. You're taking away their key so that they now have to be more responsible about their own sexual behavior. So you can't just go out and be promiscuous and sleep with every Tom, Dick, Harry, Harry's uncle, Harry's brother, son-in-law, and babysitter's uncle's dad and come home and find yourself pregnant and say, oh, that's okay, I'm going to go get an abortion. You can't, 
even if you're just with one man, can't have a sexual relationship with him without using contraception and then have it, oh, I made a mistake. Now let me go take care of my mistake. What it forces on society is a different sort of mindset about sexual relations, that one has to take sexual relations a lot more seriously. No, you can't just screw anybody you want to screw and never mind the consequences. Because now the consequences could matter. Now, before you start calling in here and saying to me, who do you think you are, you self-righteous prig? That's P-R-I-G. Prig. Look, I was irresponsible when I was young. Grr. Highly irresponsible. And I cop to it. Okay? Yeah, I was irresponsible. But that doesn't stop me from acknowledging the fact that what's really going on with this debate. We, if you, all of a sudden you have to be more responsible about your sex, life, you have to be more responsible about who you choose to go to bed with, you have to be responsible about your contraceptive or whether you're going to use contraceptives, and you know the arguments there, where the, guy, where the woman tells the guy, hey, hey, honey, wear your sock. And he's like, no, it doesn't feel so good. Well, come on. I'm sorry, am I being too blunt? This is really what happens, okay? And you know it and I know it. Or then both of you get into some heated thing that was a little bit unexpected. Biff, boom, bang. Six weeks later, she comes to you and says, um, you remember that time when we hit it? I'm pregnant. Okay, so now people have to be careful. And that's what the left hates. They hate the idea that there's going to be a more responsible attitude and that they have to take responsibility. They have to take responsibility for their own sex lives and for their contraceptive choices. Now, once again, I'm not talking about women who are victims of criminal behavior. That has those women are innocent in this entire and the and the the offspring from that relationship are innocent too. So I'm not talking about sex that is the result of criminality. I'm talking about normal sex between a consenting man and a consenting woman. Right? And people don't want to be inconvenienced. And let's face it, if you have all the fun and then you find out you're pregnant and you don't want the baby, well, go get an abortion. That's a convenient way out of it. But now if you can't do that, your life has become a lot harder. Now, Yes, I know. That's not the only reason that women want abortions. I know that there are women who get pregnant and they don't, and they're because something, the contraception failed. I understand that. I understand that there are women who didn't expect to get pregnant for one reason or another. They did, and they're in financial circumstances that they don't know whether they can raise the child or not. I understand that too. I understand something else that people don't want to talk about that sometimes find out their baby has a deformity and they don't want to deal with it. And so they abort the baby then too. I got that. There are all kinds of reasons why people get pre- why women get pregnant. But part of what is going on here, not all of it, part of going what is going on here is that people do not do not want to be responsible for their own behavior. Let us go to the telephones really quickly. And talk to Leonardo. Leonardo in New Jersey. Welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. 
Hey, Bo, great to talk to you again. You're right over the target. There's uh, ladies that have had multiple abortions because they're totally irresponsible and they're just using it as a form of contraception. And I'm also outraged as a practicing Catholic at uh, Joe Biden with his rosary beads on his hand, uh, talking to the Pope about uh, Satchel Page when he was talking to him. The Pope was like, what are you talking about? He, he, the, he doesn't come out and talk about how our third and most, the last bastion of our uh, government, the third part, the judicial part, is now being totally destroyed and undermined by the weak. That's not important to him. As a devout practicing Catholic, he's outraged about uh, the fact that women can't murder their own children. Amazing. Thank you, Leonardo, for the call. Bridget, very quickly, how are you? Welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77. Bridget from Staten Island. Hi. I just wanted to let you know that there have already been some very aggressive and violent protests already at a church in the village in Manhattan and a church in downtown Brooklyn. It's already happened. It's not new to us. Goodness, Bridget. Well, we can expect more of it this weekend, Bridget. Bridget, thank you for letting us know that. Appreciate your call, WABC Talk Radio 77. Your own James Golden, a.k.a. Sternley, is Bo Sternley's Rush Hour. We're coming back right after this. Rush. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Sternley. Bo Sternley. On 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. From the Saturday Night Fever album. It's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, Yvonne Elmer, right? I love this when this came out, yeah. I love this song, too. Don't turn it down. Come on, Diego. Let's rock with it. Thank you. Yeah, I had red platform shoes when this album was out. Okay. I did. I had, like, red platform shoes. I had this fur vest. Own it. And um, some hand-painted pants. I was in a band. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. What was it called? New York City Part 2, and, um, yeah, and uh, Cripple Crab, and, you know, uh, let's see what else. Oh, you need to bring in pictures if you're going to talk about this stuff. Yeah. Was this from Saturday Night Fever you just had this song? This, yeah, this is from the album. Really? This was on the Saturday Night That album had a lot of songs on it. It had, um, of course, the Bee Gees. It had this. It had Tavares was on that album. I was trying to think of it. Was this on the movie track? On the soundtrack? Of See, the I don't movie. remember because yeah, I, I, I never watched the movie. You never saw the? No. I saw like parts of the movie really? and turned it off. I, I like the soundtrack. Oh. oh, okay. I remember seeing it with my friend in the theater. Yeah, I didn't want to see John Travolta <laughs> dance when I was young. It was like, why am I going to go see John Travolta? We all dance better than he does. I mean, really? That's it? So, I'm sorry. Hey, just because you don't pay rent, yeah. don't mean you don't got to eat. Come on, your mother made sauce. It don't drip. It don't taste, but it don't drip. Remember that? <laughs> I don't. Really his like father that. was John Trey. It was his father in the movies. Oh. Funny. <laughs> well, anyway, we have some news. We have some news. Who's going to go first? Who's got the best news Ladies story? first. I well, defer I to my it's partner. Jacqueline Carl. Okay. All right. So, we're going to talk about Mayor Adams and his... Approval rating is dropping as crime is surging. No. I know. I knew that would shock you. 
And what's worse in people's minds is that he just went to L.A. It was campaign funded, this trip, and it was supposed to be for two days. And a lot of people know that you got to be careful now when you're booking flights because there are a lot of delays and cancellations. And because he was due back Thursday and got delayed, he had to cancel five events. And so people are saying like, hey, you know, it's like things are so bad here. This is probably maybe not the time to take a trip to L.A. And uh, our our own Curtis Sliwa had something to say about this as well, and that's SOT 5. Mm-hmm. Curtis Lewa? Mm-hmm. Yes, Curtis Lewa. The swagger man, the mayor, Eric Adams, he's got no plan. He's got no plan. After four months, crime is higher than it's ever been in any of the eight years of Bill de Blasio, and I never thought it would get any worse. And as we know, Curtis ran for mayor. Right. Right, so... A Quinnipiac poll finds 54 percent of New York voters disapprove of the job Adams is doing handling escalating crime. Thirty seven percent approve. But that's still a 19 percent drop in Adams approval rating since February. And according to the same poll, the issues that most concern New Yorkers are in order crime, affordable housing and homelessness, with crime being far and away the biggest concern, like 59 percent. Mm-hmm. As people continue to have fears of going in the subways, if people yeah. have fear of walking down the street. All right, Bob. Yes. Your turn. <laughs> My turn? What do you have for us this afternoon? Oh, I, have a, I have lots of stuff. Um, new fears of a wave, a possible wave of COVID possibly sweeping over the city, right? So we're up to medium. Right now, we went from low to medium. And uh, the health commissioner now saying the city is not ruling out bringing back indoor mask mandates. What? What? Mm, possibly. Know. You know, a lot of masks are not being worn. And um, I don't know. They really? said They said this was a possibility. I don't know. I mean, listen, I'm not a mask guy. I don't like it. I hate wearing it. I do wear it when I have to, though. But I don't know. Maybe the masks did come off too soon. I'm not so sure about that. Maybe. I, how I, about this? How about this? How about this? I have another alternative. Maybe if we had kept all the masks off and people had herd immunity, this thing would have been long over, like it is in some of the other states, like in the free state of Florida, where they didn't make people go through all this crap, or like in the free state of South Dakota, where they didn't make people go through this crap. And all these liberals in America ranted and raved about how awful DeSantis was and how awful Christy Nome was, and meanwhile, their states, like New York, have these incredibly high death rates, and Florida and South Dakota didn't. Just saying. Just saying. You so funny. You told me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wall Street ended today's session uh, in the red, which is not good, but still not even close to Thursday's 1,000-point loss, if you have stocks out there. Uh, that wiped out the previous day's gain went on Wednesday when the Dow Ooh. was up 1,000. So um, not great, not good, but it wasn't a day of like 500, 700, 800 points. Wait a minute. What was the thing that started this slide again? Was it what, – what started this – do anybody remember what started this slide? I don't slide? know if you can point to one particular thing. I just think it's the uh, – you know, you have the, you have the war in Ukraine. Yeah. You have COVID coming back Ugh. in some states, and I just – I don't know. Text just some, with Twitter. Just uncertain. And then Elon with Twitter. Yeah, there's a lot of tech stocks fluctuating because of that. You know, it was down a thousand, right? And then it was up a thousand, and we lost a thousand, right? You know yeah. what this reminds me of? Remember back in the day 
where if the market was down 20 points, 30 points in one day, that was huge. Yeah. Then in the mid-80s, we had the stock market crash. It, went, we, down fi- yeah. it went down 500 points. Right. And remember, like people were going to their therapists. That, went, that was unheard of. 1987, wasn't it? Yeah. 500 points was unheard of. So maybe 1,000 now is going to be the new 500? Mm. You know? I don't know. You know? the maybe. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, the market's been growing like wildfire recently I and mean, i, I you know, think I mean, that it's still gonna grow and, and um i'm not a no i'm not i take that back i don't know what it's gonna do i never did you never do you never do Wouldn't all i nice? know is i should have bought apple at 14 i kept saying when apple was 14 dollars a share i kept saying man I, I should buy some apple i should buy it. and of course i didn't idiot if you live in Connecticut, there are still I know the actually the deadline was Wednesday for applications to uh, open a marijuana shop. You blew it. Over fifteen thousand applications submitted on the uh, just by, prior to the deadline on Wednesday. So there's going to be a whole lot of marijuana a shops whole, around here. A whole new field. <laughs> Not in New York yet. I think another no. year, right? There's a lot of licensing issues. Like we didn't roll out is like New Jersey did with here's the places that are legal. Here's where you can buy it. Here and all the regulations and guidelines. It just became sort of legal, but nobody knows where you can legally buy it. So I think, as far as I know, I haven't really gotten it straight. I think New Jersey is ahead of the game yeah. over us because they grew their own marijuana. Oh. Someone was telling me that, and it's different if it's coming. We don't have that yet. So in we New have York. to import. I guess we do. I don't, I, I don't know how true that is, but that's. I what mean, I, we have we have dispensaries, medical marijuana dispensaries here in New York like they do in New Jersey, and that's how they did it in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. They started with the dispensaries. And as far as I know, there are no dispensaries in New York that legally sell recreational marijuana. Right. So it's it's confusing and, and here. And how did they get to do it before us? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know either. I have, that's good I, for them. Yeah. All right, my turn. Oh, boy. I know <clears throat> what's happening now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm an animal guy. I love the animal kingdom, love the natural sciences and all of this. So I'm always on the lookout for animal stories. Animal stories are cute. Yeah. So I found an animal story. (laughs) And here it is. Uh, And this is from the, I have the version that's in the New York Times. Oh, my. Fancy. mm -hmm, A little bit fancier than your version. An anaconda's play date with dolphins took a strange turn. Hmm. I say, what was this? Why were Bolivian river dolphins swimming around with a large predatory snake in their mouths? There are so many questions, Mm. researchers said. So this is what happened. (laughs) This group was down there studying some uh, biodiversity near the uh, Tejamuchi River in Bolivia. If I'm pronouncing it wrong, no one's going to care anyway. (laughs) The Tamuchiji River. And they, they saw some animals that usually are very difficult to reach. And those would be Bolivian river dolphins. They had their heads above water. That's extraordinary. But they also had this huge anaconda snake in their mouths. They were like two of the dolphins and more holding, and then there were more dolphins. And they were swimming along their heads above water with the dolphins. They were, what's going on here? Is this some kind of game? I don't know. What's going on, Mike? Dolphins got them snake in his mouth. Are these dolphins? Yeah. Do they resemble domestic dolphins? Yeah, if we have, yeah, and they're eating yeah. They're, they're like, well, it's South America, right? Yeah they're, yeah, they're in Bolivia. So, you know what else these dolphins had, though? Uh, you know what else they had. Jacqueline, why don't you tell us what they had? Not a chance. Come on. Not a chance. I don't know. Tell me. You don't know what the... <laughs> they, they were excited. 
very excited. How do we know they were excited? It was just uh, intuition. No, it wasn't intuition. It was because these dolphins had erect members. They were running around with fully charged up. Yeah. I'll never look at Flipper the same way. Neither will we. So the dolphin. So the dolphin. Yes, that's right. So I'm, these dolphins. I'm glad you guys got it because I don't. I they were playing a sexual game right, with no, the I dolphins. Have, I have that. Oh, oh they, okay. Okay, they were. Oh, I see. Okay. So they were rubbing against the snake that was in their mouths, and they were rubbing the snake against their who's its, what's its. Got it. And having fun. Uh. And researchers were able to capture this. The dolphins were partying with the oh, anaconda so, so and partying is, with each an, other. This is Animal Kingdom stuff. Ain't no this party like video, an anaconda right? party. No? <laughs> Ain't no party like an anaconda party. This is Wild Kingdom stuff. Wild Kingdom, baby. They should have it on video. Did they do can, have it on oh, video. Oh, they do have video. Oh. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to be showing that video at okay. my house, but... No, I'm not racing to watch so that So this will myself. be on, like, Channel 13 or one of these specials in a couple of months or something? About, Probably uh, Disney Channel. Or the PBS, right? Oh, yeah. Disney, yeah. <laughs> Probably be on Disney so that the young kids can watch it, you know. Educational. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's a family show. Indeed. We just took a turn. Well, you know... Dolphins have an unusual um, drive. Yeah, they do. They're beautiful animals. I never knew that. They're gang rapists. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. They okay? They really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. First of all, they can they corner their trainers sometimes. Yes, I've read about because someone had said something about that, and I was like, dolphins. I always thought of dolphins like in a Disney sense, and so I looked it up, and it's true. Like they will sometimes, you know. Pin their trainers up against the side of the pool or whatever, and yeah. And then the other thing that they do, um, and this is real, they circle one female dolphin in the pod, and they all, you know, I don't know. Occasionally, we're at the Jersey Shore in the summer. You get up early in the morning. There they are, going up and down. And mm-hmm. everybody gets up to watch. And them. now you know why. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's probably an anaconda on there somewhere Maybe. in there, too. <laughs> I'm not going to go in the water now. See this you got to be careful, Bob. You're just there tight, from what well, I hear. Well, Jacqueline, Bob, thank you. Our Friday news gathering. Can I say happy Mother's Day to my mom? Of course you happy can. Happy Mother's Day, Grace. And can I say happy Mother's Day to my wife? Sure. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you, Bob. Wife? You're not going to say her name? Oh, Marjorie. Thank you. You're so I good wish to I, us. Yeah, thank you. It's just... I'm going to go find an anaconda to play with this weekend. Uh, That's what kind of weekend I'm having. Enjoy. Uh, thank you. Peace. <laughs> I want a full uh, report Monday. Yeah, you'll get one, all right. <laughs> oh, what a weekend. <laughs> James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, with you here at Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. Let us get back to the telephones. And we have John in Verona. How are you? Thanks for waiting, John. Pleasure talking to you. Listen, two things. One, I, uh, I'm grateful for 21 years of my wife we got pregnant. I'm glad she didn't abort it. This is the best thing that ever happened to me. That's for starters. All these crazies down in Washington, I don't know why they're so happy to kill a child. Makes no sense. Uh, have nowhere to go with that. And as far as uh, Mr. Biden, the worst uh, terrorist in this country is the Democrats. Whoa. Thank you for the call. I so appreciate it, John. Mark in Staten Island has been waiting a while. Mark, we thank you for your patience. What's on your mind this afternoon? Hi, Jimbo. I want to talk about inflation. 
Go ahead. People talk about it as if it's a monster with a mind of its own. It's not. It's deliberate and planned by bureaucrats and politicians and the Fed. Is Inflation it planned is too or much currency in circulation? That's what it, what it is. It's Let me just ask you this, because you just said something. Is it planned or is, does it have a direct relation to policy? Oh, it's policy. It's part of their policy. Right. Uh, they, 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 they put burdensome regulations on American industry and farmers, prohibitions, mandates, driving up the cost of production, cost of distribution. Then the Fed says, oh, the economy's slowing down. Let's have some quantitative easing. Ooh. So they pump more currency in circulation, which probably you know, the dollar even more. Thank you. The even more. Mark, thank you. One of these days, we're going to talk about quantitative easing. I did not understand quantitative easing when it first was announced by the feds all those years ago. It's a scam. It's one of the biggest scams perpetuated on the American people in our history. A total scam. Judith, Brooklyn, you may be the last call. We're headed up toward the end. Judith, please make it quick. You're on with Bo Snerly, AK. Well, I'm Bo Snerly. What's hey. up? Thank you, James. I love your name, James, by the way, and I love you too. Thank so listen, you. I'm confused. When a person shoots a pregnant woman, causing her death and the death of her unborn child, we don't even know how long she's uh, pregnant, then it's like two manslaughter, no, two homicides, it's two murders, two murders, okay? Yet when people like uh, Democrat Tim Ryan of Ohio or the Democrat governor from Virginia or other people, they argue that uh, the unborn child is allowed to be aborted as late as full nine months, when we even know that a seven-month baby there are a lot of preemies out there that are perfectly fine. So I, I really am confused with the way the laws. I'm talking now about laws. I'm not talking about morality. I'm not talking about religion. I understand. Just based on the laws. Well, based, now, this, makes is, no sense. this is why the case with um, with Casey, the Casey case, was so important because that in that case, Casey eliminated the trimester rule that was part of Roe v. Wade. So in the Casey case, it was changed to that the United that that we could not put undue burdens on a woman getting an abortion, but it didn't go into the time frames. And you're absolutely right. Right now, at 15 weeks, it is perfectly a baby is viable outside of the womb, thanks to our technological advances. A lot of people don't want to hear that. By the way, Joe Biden called aborting a child the other day. He used the actual language. He said it's a child. And it is. And so you're absolutely right. It is confusing to a lot of people. Thankfully, not confusing to you. We will be back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Be here. It is our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Thank you for being with us today and this week. May God bless you and protect you and your families and all that you love. We'll see you in the morning. Be here with us. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.